Well, on April 6, 2010, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors passed a resolution encouraging city residents to eat vegetarian on Mondays. The Veg Day resolution, introduced by Indefensive Animals and the San Francisco Vegetarian Society, enjoyed unanimous support. The resolution encourages residents of San Francisco to adopt a plant-based diet, as well as encouraging restaurants, schools, and other institutions to offer veggie options or to provide veggie options on Mondays. Numerous San Francisco restaurants are participating in the day, indeed offering discounts and specials for Veg Day. Well, how did organizers with indefensive animals pull this off and accomplish this feat? Does the resolution stand a chance of passing in less progressive areas, say, like conservative Orange County? How can people organize to bring Veg Day to their city? Well, my guest this morning is Hope Bohannock. She's the author of The Resolution that passed in San Francisco, and she's the grassroots campaign director for In Defense of Animals. Hope has been active in animal advocacy for over 20 years, organizing successful campaigns with Sonoma people for animal rights. She did this throughout the 90s. In 2002, she founded Vegan Voices, focusing on education and outreach for farm animals. Hope was the Sonoma County coordinator for Proposition 2, and soon after that victory, fused Vegan Voices into the new Farm Animal Protection Act. Hope offers an influential PowerPoint presentation called Eco-Eating, The Power of Your Plate, that addresses the environmental impact of animal agriculture through peer-reviewed scientific research. Eco-Eating has been presented at conferences and schools for the past five years, and she now offers her organizational talents to indefensive animals, as well as offering her talents here on KUCI. Good morning, Hope. Good morning, Garrett. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. That's, that's quite a bio, so you've done, uh, done quite a lot. But uh, how did you, with all of that background, how are you still able to, uh, well, before we get to how you were able to get the resolution passed, why don't you tell us a bit about the idea for mm-hmm. a Veg Day resolution? That's quite, uh, quite sure. creative. Yeah. Well, you know, there's been some precedent set worldwide. Um, the, the very first one of these uh, amazing resolutions where a government body kind of uh, it steps forward and, and really um, encourages their residents to eat healthier, eat more ecologically, uh, it started in Ghent, Belgium. Um, of all places, and I'd love to now uh, go visit this this city. I've heard that it's um, just amazing. They have a high percentage of vegetarian restaurants for the population and a uh, very forward-thinking city, and um, they passed a Veg Day resolution. Uh, their Veg Day is actually Thursday, and uh, that happened um, about, about a year and a half ago, and it got a lot of international attention, and uh, they, they actually... Uh, it was funded by the city. The um, the you know the flyers and everything um, was generated by the city. Uh, it, it was just really a, a, a very um, uh, wonderful precedent-setting resolution. So uh, and that kind of sparked some energy and, and interest around this kind of thing here in the U.S. 
And there were some, um, there have been some other, others passed, like in um, Tacoma Park, uh, Washington, or Maryland, rather, Tacoma Park, Maryland, which is near uh, D.C. They have a Veg Week, uh, and there was a mayoral proclamation um, designating that time as Veg Week in April. Uh, and then the, in Green Cincinnati, um, the Green Cincinnati plan, um, they had a task force that uh, encouraged replacing meat with um, fresh fruits and vegetables. So there's been some uh, movement in that direction where government bodies are, um, you know, offering um, resolutions and proclamations for like one day a week or a week of the year, or one day, I'm sorry, a year or a week of the year. But this one here in San Francisco is is really huge because it's the first one in the U.S. that is uh, one day a week throughout the year. So every Monday of the year, they're encouraging folks to eat vegetarian and, and uh, vegan meals. So it's really um, a precedent-setting step, and a big city like San Francisco, international city like San Francisco, it's very exciting. What kind of media coverage uh, has this resolution received in San Francisco? I mean, is this, has this been a prominent story, or is it just something that, you know, are people going to be aware of this? Yeah, well, actually, um, it, it has been. It has gotten a lot of great press. Um, even nationally, uh, we had a piece in the New York Times. Um, it's been all over. Uh, I was actually on the O'Reilly Factor, nice. <laughs> amazingly enough. Uh, I'm happy to say I missed that one. <laughs> With all due respect to you, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, you know, it was a challenging interview, let me tell you. But, hey, I got uh, so much amazing feedback, uh, you know, world, nationwide um, from people saying they're, you know, they're re- Republican vegetarians and proud of it, and we're glad to see me on the show, you know, so it's, it's been, it's been a, an amazing thing. Well, let's talk about that for a second. There's a, uh, and I, I suppose I just propagated the, uh, the myth, but I suppose there's this idea that vegetarianism or veganism is simply uh, a diet of the left. But as you just pointed mm. out, you've heard from, uh, from Republicans. And, and um, who was involved? I mean, what kind of activists or organizers got behind uh, this resolution, not only here but, but elsewhere? Has it primarily been uh, you know, people maybe more to the left of center or uh, just animal mm-hmm. rights activists or have environmentalists and others been, been involved too? Talk about the diversity, if you can, of okay. uh, activists. Well, um, this resolution really was just in defense of animals and the, the San Francisco Vegetarian Society. We're the only ones that really worked on this particular resolution. But I think it, it, it you know, the, the, the wonderful thing about um, veganism and uh, moving towards this lifestyle is that you're right, it encompasses is so many other things, environmentalism. And that, and that was really the main thrust of this was um, the environmental impact of factory farming and, and animal agriculture. And then there's the health aspect as well. You know, a lot of people... People, they uh, have some kind of health crisis, and they learn that plant-based foods can actually heal them, and so they come into the lifestyle through the health aspect. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of, of different aspects. There's even the spiritual. Um, there are whole communities like Seventh-day Adventists and others that um, just don't want to kill, and so um, they come into the lifestyle through through a spiritual angle. So there's a lot of, that it can encompass and a lot of different um, different communities that can embrace this. 
Uh, and yeah, and, and like say from that O'Reilly factor appearance, I got so many people, self, self-proclaimed conservatives that said, hey, I want to be compassionate towards animals. I want to improve my health. You know, it's really not uh, a, 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 a bipartisan or a liberal or, or anything issue. Um, everyone can embrace not wanting animals to suffer. Everyone can, can get behind eating healthier. You know, so, um, you know, this is really something that's crossing these, this red and blue line and can, and can really touch everyone. I want to remind listeners, Therentina KUCI in Irvine, this is Justice or Just Us. We're speaking with Hope Bohannock, talking about Veg Day in San Francisco and uh, clearly uh, uh, other places as well. It is uh, a great idea. We'll talk a little bit later about maybe how uh, activists in their communities can uh, try to bring about the resolution. But right now we've been hinting at the impact a Veg Day once a week can make on the environment. can you give some specifics? How is a vegetarian or vegan diet part of a campaign for environmentalism or Earth Day? Absolutely, yeah. And with Earth Day coming up, it's just uh, the timing has been great with this because um, that was the main, you know, the main thing that the the uh, the, the um, board of supervisors got behind. That was really the thrust of this is is moving towards a green diet. Um, you know. Producing animal products, uh, it wastes just enormous amounts of energy and fossil fuel. It emits greenhouse gases, um, and then you throw in, you know, the destruction of the Amazon rainforest for cattle grazing, uh, and it just really creates a, a recipe for serious impact on the on the climate. Uh, when you're talking about global warming. Farmed animals um, are responsible for 51% of the annual worldwide human-caused greenhouse gas emissions. Now, this is a new study out of um, uh, a report from two prominent World Bank environmental advisors. Uh, one of those advisors have been, has been an environmental advisor for the World Bank for over 23 years, and their report found that, that over half of the greenhouse gas emissions are coming from animal agriculture. And they really believe that replacing animal products with plant-based foods um, would really be the best strategy for reversing climate change and that this would, uh, you know, reduce emissions even more than the actions that we're currently taking to replace fossil fuel with renewable energy. And then, of course, there's the United Nations study. A lot of people may have heard about this one where um, it found that animal agriculture actually uh, emits more greenhouse gases than all the world's transportation combined. So when we're thinking about reducing our carbon footprint, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind, of course, is driving less. And while that is absolutely helpful, Eating a plant-based diet can actually have even more impact. Uh, you know, a study from the University of Chicago found that consuming no animal products is 50% more effective at fighting global warming than switching from a standard car to a hybrid. So uh, what we put in our grocery bags at the store uh, actually I- impacts the environment even more than what we drove to the store. Uh, something we really need to, to, uh, to you know, think about. And, you know, how this works, how, you know, how is it that, that these, you know, products, it's, it's so hard, it's, it's so much easier to grasp the emissions from the car because, you know, the fossil fuels pumped in, the emissions come out the tailpipe, it's just much 
more, it's easier to kind of see. Um, but what's going on with animal products? There's just a massive amount of energy that's wasted uh, on these artificial environments, the factory farm, slaughterhouse, processing plant. These are uh, indoor industries that have a, an energy drain of just like lighting, heating, refrigeration, conveyor belts, milking machines, the, the mechanized slaughtering process. Uh, it takes eight times as much fossil fuel to produce animal food as it takes to produce plant food. And then you throw in the destruction of the rainforest, like I mentioned, um, deforestation. Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're slashing and burning the lungs of our earth. Uh, that you know is definitely uh, affecting and impacting climate change. And even here in the U.S., uh, you know, there's over 400 million acres of pasture and rangeland that could be reforested that's, you know, going to animal agriculture. We could be reforesting that land. And then there's an additional uh, hundreds of millions of acres that's going to the grain that's grown for those animals that could be going directly to people uh, but is fed to these animals. Um, so, you know, we're, we're talking about a huge amount of, um, of forest land that, that could be, uh, the amount of land, sorry, that could be forest uh, and aid, you know, and help um, the climate climate change. So there's a lot going on there. Um, and you know, also, too, when we're thinking about green eating and eco-eating, often what comes to mind is local and organic. And while those are important, we really need to look to plant-based foods first. Um, local animal products are really not the green superstars that we think they are. Uh, you know, local um, animal products, they, they really have a high impact. Just all those things I mentioned are still involved, um, all the processes the greenhouse gas emissions. Um, so you really have to take in, into account the total production effect. And, um, you know, there was a study in the Journal of Environmental Science and Technology, and it found that shifting just two meals a week from meat to a vegetarian diet reduces greenhouse gases more than buying all locally sourced food. Mm. And yeah. re reading from the uh, In Defense of Animals website, which is idausa.org, uh, it says that if everyone in San Francisco, and this is just looking at San Francisco, not, you know, if, if, if uh, this was something nationwide or, or many cities, but if everyone in San Francisco ate a plant-based diet just one day a week for a year, as the resolution suggests, we would save uh, over 378 million pounds of greenhouse gas emissions. And it says that that's the equivalent of taking 120, almost 124,000 cars off the streets of San Francisco which is quite, quite uh, amazing. You know, and it's interesting because we are so disconnected from uh, not just from the meat we eat or the meat people eat, I should say, but also just food in general. I mean, so many of us go to the grocery store and we bring our own canvas bags thinking that we're doing something great for the environment. And while we certainly are, the, the benefits are kind of, uh, you know, canceled out if people are putting uh, meat products or animal-based products within uh, within those those otherwise canvas and environmental bags. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and it's really information we need to get out there. You know, I was just at Whole Foods the other day, and I was looking up at their uh, signs they have up high, and, you know, and they were talking about environmental and green eating, and they mentioned local and they mentioned organic, but there was nothing about vegetarianism, and the impact is so much greater uh, for, you know, vegetarian diet than local and organic. So well, this and is information that really needs to get out there. Yeah, and, you know, one of, the, one of my... Um, 
you know, complaints has been that uh, despite the, you know, the, the great work and impact that, uh, you know, Al Gore has had on uh, global warming, his work never mentions vegetarianism or veganism or just, um, at least I haven't come across it. Well, actually, interestingly, he is he is coming out. <laughs> he there is shifting his tone. Um, he has admitted recently uh, on interviews, um, in TV interviews, that he does believe that you need to reduce your meat consumption. He personally has reduced his meat consumption, and uh, he's looking slimmer and trimmer. And uh, he, uh, we believe that that is because he is, um, is is reducing his meat consumption. And in his new book, it's called. Um, Oh, what is his new book called? I can't recall now. I think it's, I can't remember what it's called, but his, his latest book, he does uh, talk about, he has actually a, a whole spread, a great image of a, um, uh, a livestock, um, you know, uh, like when you have thousands of heads of cattle in a small space. Uh, it's this uh, panoramic picture of all these cows, and it does talk about the impact of, an, of a- animal agriculture. So he is going there. Well, that's, that's good. <laughs> and we're really glad. Yeah, yeah. that's good to know because that's been, uh, you know, a major uh, oversight, I think, in, uh, in his otherwise impressive body of work on, on the issue. Uh, Absolutely. We're speaking uh, about the Veg Resolution Day that passed in uh, San Francisco. Do you have any of the language of the resolution uh, in front of you that you could share with us? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's it's pretty long. It's a full page, and there's a lot of, you know, whereas, this and that. Um, what are some of the highlights? Let's see. I mean, just so we could get a sense of, you know, you, you said that it was the environmental issue that, that mm-hmm. probably, you know, put the, the Board of Supervisors uh, on the, the win column for, uh, for Veg Day. So if you could just maybe read a couple of those whereas so listeners get a sense of the kind of arguments that were proffered. Sure, sure. Well, it starts at the top saying, Resolution declaring Mondays as Vegetarian Day to urge all restaurants, grocery stores, and schools to offer a variety of plant-based options to improve the health of San Francisco residents. And it says, uh, Whereas the plant-based diet is truly a green diet that reduces the serious ecological problems involved in livestock production, and whereas a 2009 report from the World Bank Environmental Advisors, Goodland and Anag, uh, called Livestock and Climate Ch- called Livestock and Climate change, revealed that farmed animals and their byproducts are responsible for at least 32.6 billion tons of carbon dioxide per year, or 51% of the annual worldwide greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, And then it goes on to talk about the United Nations one I mentioned, Um, and it also talks about health, whereas plant-based diets are good preventative medicine and could reduce medical costs to individuals and the healthcare system. Uh, also, whereas the American Dietetic Association uh, recognizes that reducing meat consumption decreases the risk of numerous health problems um, uh, and reduces the risk for uh, chronic degenerative diseases. So it covers a, it covers a nice, you know, you, you've got uh, international issues, you've got local issues, you've got health issues, environmental sure. issues. So it's really got, yeah. you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you've had a chance uh, to see... Uh, this uh, new program, Food Revolution, is it was it Jamie Oliver? I don't, Mm-mm. I don't know if you've had a chance. It's it's a a reality show. I'm I'm embarrassed to say, <laughs> on uh, <laughs> on ABC. One of my friends recommended it and said it's actually uh-huh. quite good. And uh, he, uh, this dietitian, goes into West Virginia and tries to uh, improve the health 
of uh, high schools and uh, the entire community. And while it's it's a laudable um, endeavor, all of the meals that he he provides them are are meat based, which I find rather mm. interesting. But uh, yeah, you haven't seen it, so n- never mind. I haven't, no. <laughs> Good I for haven't, you. No, <laughs> no but um, you know the health aspect of this is huge, though it really is. And uh, you know we have a, a childhood obesity epidemic in this country. And you know w- what do those kids need? They need more fruits and vegetables in their diet. Uh, we're wanting to take this actually into the schools uh, in San Francisco and and um, you know express to the schools that, that the city council has has endorsed this and. Um, uh, give them menu plans and give them uh, dietary guidelines and try and get at least one vegetarian meal a week for these kids um, to reduce their saturated fat, reduce their cholesterol, um, you know, and and uh, plant foods are high in fiber, high in phytochemicals, high in antioxidants, almost no saturated fat, no cholesterol. So, uh, you know, they're really just really, really good for us. And um, animal products are just, just a recipe for disease. They really are. Um, um, so, so you know, we're, we're very excited about this. And, and if people wanted to go to our website, like you mentioned, um, IDAUSA.org, um, we are offering uh, on in our vegan campaign um, tips and, and uh, ideas about this resolution and how to get it into your, um, to your city council. Uh, and then you can use it as an outreach tool to schools, to restaurants. We have many restaurants that are participating, um, you know, a meeting. Pizzeria is offering a 10% discount on all their vegan pizzas, and they have a, a wonderful vegan cheese. They're using Daya vegan cheese um, on their uh, vegan pizzas, and they're offering discounts on Monday on the on the Meat Free Monday. So, oh. so it's a great outreach tool. So in the uh, in the time remaining, tell our listeners. I mean, what, so what advice would you have for uh, activists, say, in less progressive cities than uh, San Francisco? Well, the best thing to do is to get to know your government body, whether it's a city council or a board of supervisors. Get to know them. Go to the meetings. Um, you know, learn who's who, who votes on what issues, um, who is uh, more possibly environmental leaning, um, who has pets, who has voted uh, for animal-related stuff. Um, so you want to get to know the, the council members and find one that may be sympathetic to this issue, uh, and then approach that particular uh, individual, maybe make a meeting with them, um, and bring them all this wonderful information, you know, about the other um, uh, government bodies that have done this kind of thing, uh, how this could improve the health and, of the residents in the area, um, you know, and, uh, and, and we actually have, um, like I said on our website, uh, we have the resolution. We also have uh, sample letters that you can send um, to the, the board member to introduce yourself and to get started. Um, everyone's welcome to call me or contact me, and I can take you know take them step by step through it. Um, and my email is hope at idausa dot org, uh, and I can give my phone number too, but maybe at the end or. And finally, can you tell our listeners, that's fine, can you tell our listeners a bit about In Defense of Animals? 
Sure, absolutely. Um, In Defense of Animals is an international animal advocacy organization, and we have over 80,000 members worldwide. Uh, We are involved in so many wonderful animal issues, um, everything from uh, anti-fur, anti-vivisection. We have actually World Week for Animals in Laboratories coming up next week, um, and that's uh, a huge international day of action where we will have uh, dozens of of, um, grassroots actions throughout the world, supporting animals in laboratories. Uh, We're helping the wild horses that are being rounded up um, right now off our our southwest lands, uh, and uh, we're wanting to stop that as there may be no more wild horses left if this continues. We help elephants in zoos and circuses. Um, We have sanctuaries uh, worldwide. We have IDA Africa, which is a chimpanzee sanctuary um, that uh, chimpanzees are rescued from the bushmeat trade that's in Cameroon, Africa. Um, we also have IDA India, and that is a spay and neuter clinic, mobile, two mobile clinics that are helping um, spay and neuter the street animals of Mumbai, India. Um, we have a uh, Project Hope that is a sanctuary in Mississippi, rural Mississippi that also rescues and rehabilitates uh, animals in need. So we have uh, so many issues and so many wonderful campaigns. I I really encourage everyone to go to our website, idausa.org, and learn more about what we do. It's In Defense of Animals, idausa.org. You could go there to find out everything there is to know about Veg Day. There's uh, so much stuff there about campaigns and Action Center, Resource Center. So... uh, we thank you so much for joining us. And just out of curiosity, if uh, listeners want to try to find, uh, were you on the, the, the TV O'Reilly Factor? Is there a, a yes. YouTube clip of... Uh... There is um, There is a YouTube clip. It's called, if, I think if you Googled um, Food Police Strike Again, that's what they called it, the Food Police Strike Again, uh, you may be able to find it. Um, if anyone just emails me, I can email you the YouTube link as well. And my email again is hope at idausa.org. Hope, thank you so much for joining us. And we will try to find the, uh, the YouTube clip and play it at the, the tail of our program. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. And we will be back with more Justice or Just Us right after this.